the vortex apologetic, where substance reigns, over mindless entertainment. Because, biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing, your humble servants in Jesus Christ. Ricardo, aka, Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Family Father, humble us before you today as we begin this podcast. I pray, Father, that you would guide me, that you'd give me your grace, help me to speak truth according to your word. Humble us all before you. Help us to understand and recognize you as the creator of the universe, the supreme God, sovereign over all things. And you rule your universe with a rod of iron, but you also a God of great mercy and grace. And you have dealt with us righteously. And as we continue to continue down the corridor of time and as we are in this microcosm of time within the span of eternity I pray that you would be with us during the troubles that we are having in the world at this at this moment so give us a clear understanding and guide us through uh, these troubled times thank you father for all these things in Christ's name Amen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me here on the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. I'm I'm what Beef has named the Brain. I am the Brain. Uh, Beef is not with us because he is a very busy man. He has a lot of responsibilities, and he cannot always be with us in the podcast. But he will join us once again, folks. And I know you're looking forward to hearing from Beef once again. And uh, Beef, we look forward to you joining us once again. And uh, we are, um, let me just begin with this. Well, first let me say that if the audio is a little bit off, I couldn't get my microphone to work properly. So hopefully this comes out okay. We are living in uh, really weird and troubling times, aren't we? Everything seems to just be going wacky. Very strange times. Uh, When you look out in California, the... Newsom, the governor out there, uh, has uh, determined that he's going to ban the Second Amendment in California. This is from the news that's coming out of California that I'm hearing. And uh, Beef, when you come on with me, I, I'd like for you to address that, if you could, because you're out there in California. I was there for 38 years. I spent 30 of those years in law enforcement and a number of those years in the military out in California. And I can tell you that uh, Sacramento has completely lost its mind, completely lost its mind when it comes from the viewpoint of the citizens. But there is a planned agenda behind this, folks. There is an end game. There is a goal that they have when it comes to this. Now, I don't believe that he will succeed in this. I don't believe it will actually really happen. Uh, But this is what they would love to do if they could do it, because that means total control over you and me, over the citizens. And then you look over toward Hunter Biden and the, uh, the slap on the wrist that he got for 
things that should have been considered treason and uh, high crimes and misdemeanors, not just misdemeanors, but high crimes and misdemeanors, felonies, and he should have gotten time in prison. But uh, you have to stop and think about this for a moment, folks. He's the low-hanging fruit on the tree. Is the reason he got a plea bargain is because he's given up information on the higher levels of this operation? We don't know. But typically, that's what happens in these cases. So stand by. This thing is not over. Plus, the... the uh, Two-tiered justice concept that's coming out of Washington. The Republicans are screaming about a two-tiered justice system because Trump, who did nothing wrong, is being treated horribly by the Department of Justice. And Biden, who did all kinds of things wrong, Hunter Biden in this case, got a slap on the wrist. What does that tell America? What does that tell the people? out here in the heartland, it tells us that Washington is corrupt and that the Department of Justice is corrupt. And uh, that's clear as the sun is in the sky, except for out here in North Carolina where the clouds are covering because we've gotten rain after rain after rain. A lot of rain going on out here. When I was watching Ryan Hall on YouTube, he was saying, this is an unusual weather pattern. Could that have something to do with harp? I don't know. Maybe somebody's manipulating the weather. You say, oh, come on, that doesn't happen. Nobody manipulates weather. Really, have you ever heard of seeding clouds so that farmers could get rain? Is there a reason why those biplanes go up there and kind of seed so that rain will occur and farmers can grow their crops? Yes, they have the ability to control weather, ladies and gentlemen. And look in the harp and see what you can find out about it. Because um, these people who are in power will do anything within their power to keep that power. And uh, they won't give it up easily. But they know that we, the people, are turning against them. Nationalism is spreading across the world right now. And it is it has become... The uh, way of the day, the, uh, the thing that this generation will be known for is the rejection of globalism and the embracing of nationalism. Now, what do we mean by that? Well, basically, it's not talking about not having global trade. Nations are always going to trade with one another. I mean, when you read back through history from thousands of years ago, Egypt was trading, and it was one of the earliest civilizations. Babylon was trading with Egypt, and they had wars, and, you know, you had the, the Hittites and, the, you know, all of the different ites that lived back in there. China was also kind of an isolated nation in early history, but eventually did begin trading with other nations. So trade International trade is something that's not going to go away. And when we talk about globalism, we're not talking about the international trade. We're talking about the concept of total power and control over the, all the people of the world. With what would we call it? Oh, yes, a social credit score. 
they keep saying that's going to come to America. Well, guess what? I don't abide by a financial credit score, and I'm not going to abide by a social credit score. I don't care what my credit score is. I really don't, because I live in in some ways outside of the system. I don't use credit cards. I don't make. I don't borrow loans from the bank, and I don't buy cars on auto loans. So when do I t- borrow money? I never do. And the only way a credit score can have power over you is if you borrow money. Well, they have no power over me because I don't borrow money and I never will. Instead of borrowing money, I put it into a money market account. I put it into a Roth IRA. I try to grow it, not borrow it. And so when it comes to social credit score, I, you know, me and others, we will figure out a way around it. We will figure out how to defeat the system. And that's how that works. Well, this all goes to the point that uh, General Flynn made a statement that has really got people stirred up. And that is this. Yes, the storm has arrived. And this is a tweet that General Michael Flynn put out. And uh, it starts that way. Yes, the storm has arrived. And everybody recognized that as being the same storm that the Q Post had been talking about. You know, there's a lot of mentions of the storm in the Q Post. And people were wondering, is this real? And will, when will it actually happen? And uh, the, But the post continues from General Flynn, and he says this. Now, it's between competing clouds of those who are woke in the USG, and the media, and the corporate world, all losing, by the way, and those who think they are taking Donald Trump down through this fake false indictment and additional persecution, that would be the White House, they are making him even more appealing. And that is absolutely true, that they're making him more appealing. You see this slap on the wrist with Biden and this uh, persecution of, uh, of uh, Donald Trump has only served to turn more people away from the Biden crime family and away from the corruption in Washington, D.C., and more toward Trump, because Trump is the only one talking about taking down the deep state. No other candidates are talking about that. No other candidates are talking about that. Now, Trump has a dark shadow following him that he is going to have to face at some point. And that is the dark shadow of Operation Warp Speed. Uh, Operation Operation Warp Speed, um, well, I said it, and now other people are coming out and starting to say it. Those shots are killing people on a mass scale. And so that's something that uh, that he's going to have to reckon with. But let's continue with, with Flynn's statement, General Flynn's statement. The rhino establishment wants us all to move past Trump and get on with their lame attempts to govern the nation. That hasn't worked for, while, for well over half a century. I'll say it again. That hasn't worked for well over half a century. 
The Uniparty has yielded to the overtake. I'm sorry. Uniparty has led, yielded to the takeover of the communist left globalist. We the people need to rise to the occasion and start to participate in every action and election going on in our communities. Of course, we know that when it comes to how God does things, he, his providence reigns supreme, his sovereignty reigns supreme, but he, he in his providence and in his sovereignty determines not only the end of the thing, but the means by which it would occur. And the means by which God works to do things in our world is through our actions, through prayer, through the study of his word, through the proclamation of his principles and truths concerning salvation, concerning sanctification, concerning government, concerning uh, industry, you know, private business, concerning money, concerning family, concerning marriage. And you can go down the list of all the different things listed in Scripture that God has determined both the means and the end and the, and the function and the design of it, like in marriage, the design of it, which is being denied, by the way, by the pride movement, which, by the way, the pride movement is getting pushed back. There was a place, I think it's called Lodi, California. And Antifa showed up in Lodi, and they were kind of pushing this pride thing through the Antifa label. And they got ran out of town on a rail. And if they hadn't left, I think they would have been tarred and feathered. Antifa was outnumbered by the citizens, and the citizens had no mercy on Antifa in Lodi, California. So good job to the folks out there in Lodi, California. But let me come to the ultimate question here. What is God doing in our time? And does Bible prophecy have anything to do with what is happening with us today? When you look at China and Taiwan and the tensions there, the tensions of the navies of the world in the China Sea and in the Western Pacific. And, uh, you know, you, you've got the Philippines, you've got Guam, you've got Japan, you've got Laos, you've got Cambodia, you've got Vietnam, you've got uh, Singapore, you've got all of these different, uh, Indonesia, that's what I'm not thinking of. Uh, you've got all these different nations there that are uh, really feeling the pain of what China is trying to do to push its way out from its borders into and claiming territory it doesn't own, claiming international waters as territory. And so that pressure is occurring. And we keep thinking, what's the flashpoint that's going to put us into World War III? And then you have Ukraine, the Ukraine situation, and Russia is still there, and they're not leaving. By the way, they, they have secured the eastern side of Ukraine, the Bondas, uh, the, the, uh, Don, the, is it, was it, did I say it right? Don, Donbass region, Donbass region. Yes, that's it. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, they've actually, those citizens in the eastern part of Ukraine are now better off with Russia being there because they're not being murdered by their own government, the Ukrainian government, who is murdering citizens in the eastern part of Ukraine. 
and uh, you know, shelling their apartment complexes and shooting them as they come out. This was a common practice because you know the eastern part was pro-Russia, and the Nazis who were running the government in Ukraine. Yes, and that that includes Zelensky or whatever his name is. Zelensky is that that the actor's name that became president over there? Well, he, he look. It's a fascist regime, Ukraine is. And uh, we still have people in this country flying Ukrainian flags and rah rah Ukraine, and we're going to defend Ukraine because they've been mis misinformed by the propaganda media. Uh, so that's happening. We've got the pressure of um, climate change, which is a hoax, by the way all built upon computer models, which can be manipulated. Uh, when you look at the other side of the issue, when you look at the scientists on the other side who have been basically uh, blackballed, kicked out of receiving grants from governments and so forth because they decide to speak truth when it comes to climate change. You see, money is the big thing that speaks in these corporations like Big Pharma are controlling things. When they speak, those scientists, they say there's no issue here with climate change. And there's no problem with the internal combustion engine because it's, you know, it, it, it's very efficient now. It doesn't put out very much pollution at all. These big stacks you see from the factories, the smoke coming out of there is not toxic chemicals. They, it's steam from water. And when we educate ourselves about these things, we begin to realize what we've been told is a lie. And so we're living in a world of deception and a world of propaganda and a world where people who are extremely rich and extremely powerful are attempting to rule over the rest of us in an oligarchy. And it would be a global oligarchy. And uh, they're trying to do so through Gen 5 warfare, which is information warfare. So how does this all play into what God is doing? Well, I go to Isaiah chapter 1 to answer that question. And basically, in Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah is having a vision. And he's foreseeing what would happen to Judah, Jerusalem, Israel. And he saw this visual vision in the days of Uzziah. Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. And he begins in verse 2 saying, Oh, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Now, when you hear heavens and earth, I want to go to Deuteronomy chapter 32 and give you another, another uh, listen to O heavens and O earth. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. Now, how can the stars and the planets out there in the heavens actually hear? But he's saying give ear. So he's talking to someone who can hear him. <laughs> give ear, O heavens, O ye heavens, and I will speak. Hear, O earth the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as a small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. 
because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. And so it says he is the rock, his work is perfect, and so forth. And then in verse 6 it says, Do you do ye thus requite the Lord, O foolish people, and unwise? Verse 5, they have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Who is he talking about here? He's talking about heavens and earth. Metaphorically, these terms in Jewish culture was a reference to the temple and the Levites and the priests that worked in the temple, heavens, and the 12 tribes of Israel, earth. And so he's telling them, you're about to come under judgment, and I'm, I'm going to move, and I'm going to clean up this mess that you're in. Well, what mess? Verse 4 out of Isaiah chapter 1. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord, they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Now, remember, this was a, a, applicable to them at that time. And I believe it was 721 uh, B.C. and then 586 B.C., two different time periods that Babylon came down, took, uh, took Israel, and then took Judah. And um, so this past will fill. But when, you, when I'm reading, see if it applies to our mentality and our attitude and our heart attitude today. What does, he have, what does he have to say about that? What did they do that was so bad that caused God to come and stir things up, shake the nations, if you will? Why should you be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate, as overthrown by strangers. And the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard, as a lodge in a garden of, circum, uh, of uh, cucumbers, as a besieged city. Now get this next part. Listen carefully what he has to say next. Except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Give a ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed, fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of the go, of, of he goes. He's saying, I, I, I'm not going to accept your sacrifices anymore because you're filled with idolatry and you're filled with a wicked heart. And you worship me, worshiping me out of just, out of just pure uh, ceremony. There's no circumcised heart to the worship. He says in verse thirteen, "Bring no more vain oblations. License in is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the song meeting." 
Your new moons and your appointed feasts my heart hates. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. He hates their worship of him when they are committing idolatry, when they're when they're committing spiritual harlotry. And we today, many churches today, are committing spiritual harlotry and idolatry. And they're, they're inviting wickedness and evil into their churches through drag queen shows and LBGTQ agendas and transhumanism and transvestitism. It's all a curse and blight and and an and a, uh, infiltration into the church. And God's going to cleanse his church. And God's going to cleanse the nations. That's what's happening now. He is cleansing the church and cleansing the nations. And that's why everything seems so strange and so weird right now. God is working. Let me go down to verse 21. How has the faithful city become a harlot? It was full of judgment, righteousness, lodged in it. but now murderers. Now, I've heard a lot of people talk about silver and gold and, you know, invest in silver and gold and, and uh, you know, get your survival kit and all of this kind of stuff. Silver and gold and survival kits are not where our trust needs to be. It needs to be in the Lord, and they will not save us. Nothing can stop what is coming. God said that long before it was in a Q post. So he talks about that as we go further down. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, he says, uh, the princesses are rebellious and companions of thieves. Everyone loves gifts and follows after rewards. They judge not the fatherless, neither do cause of the widow come unto them. Uh, he says, I will turn my head upon thee and pure Purely purge away the dross and take away all thy ten. I will restore thy judges as at first and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness and faithful cities. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment and her converts with righteousness. That's ultimately what happened when the Messiah came. He says um, that they would be ashamed, they would fade. Um, in the meantime, as they're, they're rebelling against God. And I'm trying to find where he was talking about the silver and gold, and I'm not seeing it. I, I had it. Or, oh, here we are. It's chapter 2, verse 7. Their land is also full of silver and gold. Neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses. Neither is there any end of their chariots. Their land is also full of idols. They worship the work of their hand, own hands that which their own fingers have made. And he tells them, your silver and your gold and your survival kits and your great military will not protect you from what's coming because the judgment of God cannot be stopped. And Babylon came in and disrupted and destroyed them and took them into captivity. What's happening today is that we are moving from corruption to righteousness. 
This is what God is doing today. This is why everything seems so odd and weird and strange. Listen to chapter 2, verse 3 of Isaiah. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Folks, when you look at Daniel's prophecy and so forth, and you look at this passage, what you see is the church is not going, it's not dying on the vine. Yeah, it's corrupt, but it's going to be cleansed out. God is going to clean out the church. He's going to separate the wheat from the tare. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. He's going to get rid of the wolves. He's going to, he's exposing them. And that's the whole point. Number first step, expose them. Second step, bring them under judgment. <laughs> this is what God is doing. He's exposing them. And the true church will walk away from them. And their big sideshow, you know, entertainment Sunday morning apostasy will die on the vine. This is what God is doing. He's going to clean out the corruption out of our government, and he's going to clean out the corruption out of our church. And yeah, it's going to be painful. But if you're in the remnant, God's going to take care of you. That's what's happening today. And we will revisit this subject. We're going to continue to go along this subject because there's much more needs to be said. But for right now, I need to close out for time's sake. And so I thank you for listening to the podcast. Please, please continue to tune in. We're going to have more. And the beef is going to join us. And uh, we'll, we'll have a, a, an hour-long one that will be really fun. But uh, please continue to join us because there's a lot of voices out there saying a lot of things. But very few of them have a biblical understanding of what is happening today. If you want a biblical understanding of what's happening today, Tune in. We're going to consult the scriptures. And the Holy Spirit, please guide us and God give us understanding. Thanks for watching. Remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. And we'll see you next time on the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic it is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.